You are listening to a Victory Alabang podcast. We have been justified through the finished work of Jesus on the cross. Learn more in our series entitled, Set Apart. Listen to this message by Pastor Ferdi Kabili. I'd like to go through the second session of this series called Set Apart. And this is our way of saying or sharing with us the importance of God's holiness and how it can affect the way we live our lives as far as um, um, our living our lives on a daily basis. And we've been covering this, uh, we've covered this last Sunday, and we have three more Sundays to go. And today we're going to focus, last week we talked about God's holiness. Today we're going to talk about in our position in Him. Next week we're going to talk about um, with Him, sanctification. These are um, deep theological terms, but it's just very simple. It's about being with Him and becoming like Him in the last Sunday uh, of this series. So, who among you, uh, you were excited and you heard about the message last week? You were here? And if you missed it, if this is your first time, once again, uh, welcome. Um, we sure hope that you can visit our website um, here in Victory, Alabang. If you brought your Bibles with you, uh, please turn it to Romans chapter 5. We'll be reading from the book of Romans. I'm using, um, <clears throat> I'm using uh, um, ES, ESV. Um, ESV, Essentials of Victory. Okay. <laughs> uh, ESV, English, uh, uh, English, what is that? Standard version, okay? Pastor Ariel and I, we went to a Christian bookstore in Nashville. Nashville is one of the Bible Belt in America. Um, so, punta kami, napakalaki nung, ano, nung uh, bookstore. So, siyempre, we're, you know, we're using ESV. We have just, uh, trans, um, um, you know, uh, basically transitioning from NIV. You know, NIV stands for, right? Necessary in victory, right? And so, we now, uh, 30 years later, we're now transitioning to ESV. So, so, I went there and we started looking for Bibles. And so, igabina, papa close na yung bookstore. We've been so busy that we didn't have even any time to go out and buy something. So, but, anyways, we went there. And now, wanna see Pastor Ariel. Meron siyang, ano, meron siyang leather bound na Bible. Okay? Na parang ganto. So, pumila siya. And then, sabi nung cashier. Sabi niya, sir, this is the one remaining Bible available, and and uh, and because of that, uh, we're giving you a discount, and this Bible is now only five dollars. Sabi ko five. Eh, ako susunod, di ba? Five dollars sa kanya. So sabi ko, mine should be ten dollars, right? Sabi ko, kasi medyo mas malaki konte. Sabi ko, uh, we'll see, sir. So, anyways, binayari, Pastor Ariel, tuwang-tuwa, $5. Dapat yung mga $50 plus eh. $5 na lang. Sabi ko, excited ako. Siguro itong akin, medyo malaki konti, $10. Pagpasok ko doon, walang ka-discount, discount. Sabi sa akin, ito po ya, in English, sabi niya sa, sa Tagalog, tiyatagalugin ko na lang. Sabi niya, yan po yata, pinakamahal na Bible na binenta namin dito sa bookstore na to. Sabi ko, Anong nangyari dito, Pastor Ariel? <laughs> Nauna ka lang sa akin eh. Wala akong ka-discount, discount. But anyway, so I'm holding one of the most expensive ESV. So, um, we're gonna be reading from here, okay? And so, but anyways, uh, I'm just excited um, with, uh, with uh, our transition. Even our one-to-one booklet will be um, 
we're, we're, we're uh, translating it to ESV, our proper book, even our, victor, our, our discipleship material. So anyways, we're excited about that. Um, I want you to turn your Bibles with me, Romans chapter 5. Let's all stand as we read God's Word together. Romans chapter 5, verse, starting in verse 6. For while we were still weak, at that right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows His love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by His blood, much more shall we have saved, be saved by Him from the wrath of God. For if we were still, or we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son. Much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by His life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. This is the word of the Lord for us today. Let us pray. Oh, Father God, this evening we pray that, uh, Lord, that you will help us know you more and lord deepen our uh, theological foundation so that when as we go through this life lord we would know how to conduct our lives that our uh the way we conduct our lives would be uh lord determined by our understanding of who you are and the righteousness of god and the holiness of god lord we pray that you uh lord continue to work in our hearts lord i pray that you'll speak to us Holy Spirit, we pray that you speak to us as what you've said in your word. Let those who have ears, let them hear what the Spirit is saying. We're grateful for this evening. We give you the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody say, Amen. Amen and Amen. Go ahead and take your seats. I believe that our understanding of who God is will affect the way we conduct our lives. And so, having said that, this is our way of, uh, of really helping us live holy lives. That's why we came up with this series called Set Apart. Set Apart means, it's another term, another um, primary meaning of the word holiness. Set Apart. The other one is purity. Um, set Apart speaks ab about His majesty. And the other one is purity that speaks of righteousness, perfect righteousness. And, but today, we're going to talk about our position as believers. And a lot, of, a lot of people today, thousands if not millions of people, are, uh, you know, today is Sunday in the Philippines, in other nations, still Saturday, about to enter Sunday, and most of them will be going to churches tomorrow in the States. It's going to be Sunday tomorrow. And so thousands if not millions of people are going to churches, but not all have the same perspective as far as their standing before God. And some people, they still believe that in order for them to be saved, saved means saved from sin because sin has a penalty. So they want to be saved from the penalty of sin, which is death, which is actually means hell. So we want to be saved from hell to God so that we can have relationship with Him and sp spend eternity with Him and have the gift of eternal life. So we want to be saved. But a lot of people, they want to be saved through their own efforts. 
So we will be saved by works. Say by works. So some people, they say, I can be saved by works. In other words, by my own effort, I will be saved. Now, how many of you know, if that is your theology and you're holding on to that kind of theology, I'd like to encourage you today to be up, open and I'm going to give you another option. And I hope you'll not hold dear to that, to that notion that you can be saved through your own effort by works. The other option is that Okay, I'll be saved by faith plus works. Para siyang nasa release ng train, ng train, no? Uh, dalawa yung trucks, yung isang paa niya nasa kapila, yung isa nasa kapila. Pagpadating niyo na yung train, hindi mo na alam kung siya ka pupunta. Bago ka mag-decide, andun ka na po at uh, patay na dun sa, <laughs> dun, sa, dun sa trucks. Okay, and so they think that it's by faith plus works. Yes, it's by faith. Pero, iaad ko sarili kong effort. And so, once again, that's a bit problematic. Uh, because uh, our standing before God is monergism. It's another theological term which means divine effort. Mono, single effort. It, should, it, it is God's effort. Not your effort, but God's effort. So, I would propose today that we will be saved... By faith, that works. Okay? By faith, that works. Faith in what? Faith in the highest authority and a person who has done something about our predicament by sending his son on the cross 2,000 years ago. That if we put our faith in him, then that will work. We will be saved. Are you here? One time, one of the minor prophets in the Old Testament by the name of Habakkuk I'm not saying Habakkuk, right? Habakkuk, his, uh, he, he had a dilemma one time. And, and, and because of their uh, disobedience to the Lord, the Lord has used another nation, uh, a heathen nation, a Gentile nation, to bring about discipline to the people of God. So the, the prophet was a bit confused. Why can this be? How can this be? But in the midst of that, he had a revelation that the just shall live by faith. Let me repeat that. Habakkuk had this conclusion that the righteous shall live by faith. As Apostle Paul in the New Testament tried to decipher and understand that, 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 that statement by explaining it through three different letters. First one is in the book of Romans, which we are in, we're in today, but in verse chapter 1, verse 17, where it says that the just shall live by faith, but the focus is, is in the word just or righteous. Say righteous. For if the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. The focus of Apostle Paul in the book of Romans is the word the righteous. Say the righteous. And then he used in the book of Galatians, chapter 3, he used this term again. And it says, now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law. For the righteous shall live. Now in Galatians, the focus is shall live by faith. We conduct our lives. And then he used another uh, he, in Hebrews, now it's still a debate whether it was Paul or another person who wrote the book of Hebrews. Um, 
But it, it mentioned there in the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, 23, 38. But, by, but my righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. The focus of this passage is, on the, uh, on the, is, is by faith. That's why Hebrews is a book of, especially chapter 11, is a chapter of faith. All right? And so, but the just or the righteous shall live by faith. Say by faith. And today we're going to be talking about the idea of the just or the righteous. In the book of Hebrews, the word righteous or righteousness was mentioned 40 times. In other words, if, we, if you want to know the theme of the entire book, that's it. The righteousness of God. Holiness of God. Righteousness or righteous. The justs. And that is the theme of the book of Romans. That's why we're focused on this. And the emphasis of the book of Romans is righteousness. The righteous shall live by faith. Now we're going to talk about that idea of righteousness. A righteousness before God. And, and, and that is very crucial. Um, as I mentioned uh, uh, to you about, about uh, who we are and our status, uh, our salvation can be by faith, not by works. <clears throat> It's very crucial that, you know, I think in order to explain this uh, better, uh, a lot of people today are going to churches, but I want you to know that anyone can copy the actuations of the people of God. It's like a monkey. A monkey can copy humans, but by imitating the humans, it won't make them humans. Are you here with me? Now, can we put a picture? Let's just para to vividly understand what I'm talking about, okay? Well, let's put a picture here, okay? Here's a picture of a monkey. It's, it happened to be, she is, she is a C, a girl, okay? And she is trying to brush her teeth. You know that this is really a monkey because she's brushing her teeth with the water from the bowl. Okay, really monkey. Okay, but at least he's imitating humans. How many of you here believe that no amount of imitation will make this girl monkey become human? Do you know that no amount of imitation or imitating the people of God will make people become people of God? Are, are you confused? In other words, it's not because you're religious. It doesn't mean that you're already people of God. You can mimic the people of God. You can sound like people of God. But it won't make you people of God. Are we here? Could you imagine millions of people are going to churches today imitating people of God? But imitation will not turn you to become people of God. It is by the act of God. Say, act of God. That's why it's monergism. It's mono, it's, it's one effort, divine effort. By the effort of God, then we can become people of God. I basically just described to you the word justification. It's a deep word. It's a, a deep theological word, but that's the meaning. Okay? It's the act of God. Now, to some of us, we've heard the definition, a very simple definition of justification in order for people to have a good grasp of it. 
So some theologians are, they made a, a handle of that by saying, justification means just as if you have never sinned. Who among you, you heard that before? Wait, raise your hands, wave your hands. Justification means just as if you, have, you had never sinned. Once again, raise your hands. You heard that before. Great, great. But I'd like to propose to you today that that statement is not necessarily accurate. It's very problematic as well because it's a bit fictitious. Just as if you have never sinned. As if. That's fictitious. Could you imagine you are being treated as if you were never sinful before? But everybody knows you were sinful. Even your dog knew you were sinful. <laughs> now you tell, you tell your dog, I wasn't sinful. I was justified. I mean, that dog is going to bark and tell you in your face you're a liar. He knew you. And then you tell the dog, I'm justified. Just as if I've never sinned. The dog will not agree. It's a bit fictitious because that wasn't real. I believe it can be understood if you use an illustration of a gardener. I love gardening, though I don't have any plot at home. I don't have extra, extra soil. But because I'm a son of a farmer, I'm born, I'm an outdoor man. I'm more of an Esau rather than Jacob, okay? I'm not a homeboy. I'm an outdoor man, all right? And so I love to get dirty with my hands and hindi maarte, walang arte, okay? Kung babae, okay lang. Sa lalaki, medyo... Anyway, so, so, so I, love, I love fixing plots and planting and so on. And let's just say I decided because of midlife crisis, I want to go out and make a garden out of the you know, the saharapan. Instead na mga, mga uh, ornamental plants, pinalitan ko, tinanaman ko ng mga petsay. Let's just say. And then I did it. And then, I, then I, I didn't notice. I was early morning. I did that early morning. It was already approaching 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And then I realized I have an appointment. So what I did, I went back home. Russ went inside. And I passed by the mirror and I noticed I was filthy. And so, go, I went to the bathroom and, and got myself ready, changed, and then I passed by that mirror again and I found out, whoo, you look clean. A while ago I was filthy, but now I'm clean. I've just described with you justification. But I did not convey inadequacy of the power of soap and water. Are you here? Hindi ko kinonvey sa inyo na wala akong pakailan sa basa, malinit. No, 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 no. I was filthy, but now I'm clean. That's what justification is about. I remember that song, I was blind, but now I see. That's justification. Now, another illustration so you can understand it better is let's just say you're in debt. Sino sa inyo rito ang in debt? Don't raise your hands. <laughs> it's embarrassing. We're in church. And so you're in debt. Millions of pesos. Then someone came along and paid your debt. How many you know? That would be good news. But the only problem is, if you go 
and get more money from your pocket, it's zero. No more. Nada. Okay? And used to have millions of in debt, now you're zero. Now, is that, is that justification? No. Justification is you used to have this debt. Now, not only that it's not zero, but you have been justified. That means the Lord has given you millions. Now you're a millionaire. You see the picture? Now I am justified. That is the picture of justification. It is not just as if you had never sinned. That's problematic once again. Are you, are you here with me? Now, that is just our introduction. We've never even jumped in into our verse yet. Okay? So are you ready for the word? So I have to say that in order for us to appreciate uh, what we have in the word of God. Now, going back to the scripture, and if you define, if you, it's okay. Yeah, okay. If you define justification, justification in, in, in theology is a bit deep, but, but in a real sense, I've explained to you already, but it is like God declaring you righteous. Now, it, if you were declared righteous, it is actually a law term. It's a forensic term. It's a term used in, in courts. It is like a judge who declared you not guilty. How many know if you're declared righteous, they must, they, before a judge would do that, he should have done his, his job by, by examining the evidence before he can come up with a verdict that says, declared righteous. And then, not only that you were declared righteous, you be treated righteous. And when you're declared righteous, it's instantaneous. Say instantaneous. Hindi yung, parusa ka muna. Limang taon kang nagpakapasasa, limang taon ka rin magdudusa bago kita tanggapin. No, no, no. When the Lord declared you righteous, you are righteous instantaneously. And not only that, that, that was instantaneous, it's irreversible. Walang balikan. Hindi nila i-revisit yung case mo. Because the judge already made his final verdict. Not guilty. Come on, let's give a Lord a praise for that. Irreversible. Now, you cannot appeal to the judge and start purchasing your freedom. No, it's unpurchasable. Now, you, can, you may do that in human, human courts, but not in God's court. It is instantaneous, it's irreversible, and you cannot purchase it. It's given. Hallelujah. Wala pa tayo sa word. Nagpapalakpakan na tayo. Talagang ganun katindi yung justification. Ano? Amazing. Amazing. Now, we can appreciate this if we look at the blessings of justification. And that, that's what chapter 5 of Romans is about. Verse 1. Let's go to verse 1. We'll look at the blessings of justification. And verse 1 to 5 speaks of riches. Say riches. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God. Say peace with God. Do you know that if you are not at peace with me, when we see each other, you might be probably, Oh, si Ferdi, iiwas ka siguro because we're not at peace. 
But if you're at peace with God, yes, you had done something bad in the past. But because it's, it's been done away with, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, when you come into the presence of God, you don't act like slaves. You act like the son of God. Sons and daughters of God. With confidence. Come on now. With confidence. You have peace with God. Peace kami ni Lord. Ganon kami ka-close. Why? Because I have been justified. I was filthy, but now I'm clean. Amazing. Amazing. And... Uh, Verse, verse, part of that verse 1 is peace with God. And then it says, through our Lord Jesus, through Him, we also have obtained access by faith into His grace, which we stand. We have access by faith into His grace in which we stand. Do you know that we have the most privileged place in the face of the earth? In the grace of God. And we have access. Not just peace with God. But we have access. Obtained by faith. Into his grace in which we stand. And that's why we rejoice in hope. Of the glory of God. So we have. Peace with God. We have faith. We have uh, you know, access to His grace. There's joy, rejoice. There's hope. We move on to the next verse. More than that, we rejoice in our suffering. Say sufferings. Now, part of riches is not just faith, hope, and love. The word love will be, will be mentioned in verse, in verse 4 and 5. But also, part of these riches is there's joy in suffering. Say joy in suffering. Yes. <laughs> now, we live in a real world. Some of you, you, you can laugh at my, my message. Not, not laugh, not, you know, because out of joy, right? And you clap and you are smiling. But I know some of you are going back to your homes tonight. That have real problems. Last Monday, during my day off, I couldn't help. After bringing my son to school, I have to segue to Loyola and visit one of our members who passed away. His remain, her remains was in, a, in, in Loyola. And I have to pass by because December last year, she approached me with her daughter. She's a single mom, solo parent, with a teenage daughter. She came to me and says, Pastor, the doctor found out that I have stage 4 cancer right here in my skull. And it's growing fast that I only have 2 to 4 months to live. With a smile on her face. And I couldn't help but just look at her and look at the daughter and, and prayed for her. I stood by her. Week in, week out. I always see her on this side of the congregation I'm leading in the morning. This time, she's been covering her face because she doesn't want, you know, uh, people just looking at her because of deformed face. Week in, week out, she would come. More than four months later, she's still alive and she's coming in. 
But I've noticed the last two months, he's not showing up anymore. As soon as I arrived from the States, one of our head ushers approached me and says, Roe just passed away. I was disheartened. I realized, you know, we can laugh, but some of us, we go back home to the reality of where we are. We suffer. But I want you to know that the scripture says we rejoice in sufferings. That means sufferings and trials are working for us, not against us. In fact, it has been explained here, it says, more than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering, what, produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. In other words, trials and the realities of life that we face are not against us, but for us in order to produce endurance and character in our lives. And we'll talk more about that next week, sanctification for us to be more like Christ. So part of that riches, the package of riches, is not only love, joy, peace, patience, not only faith, hope, and love, but also rejoicing in sufferings. When we go through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil because God is with us. And we will be strong. We will not be disheartened. We will not be afraid because God is with us and we have been justified. And that is the word of the Lord for us. Riches. What else? We move on to the next verse. Verse 6. We read it in our, uh, when we read the scriptures a while ago. We move on. For while we were still weak, I talked about riches. Now let's talk about reconciliation. Say reconciliation. reconciliation. While we were still weak, Christ, the, uh, uh, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Say ungodly. <laughs> he didn't die for the godly. He didn't wait for you to clean up your act together before he can accept you. While we were weak, Christ died. Just to explain who we were, the ungodly. What else? We move on to the next verse. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. Verse 8. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners Christ died for us if somebody wronged you our prayer sometimes get changed we say Lord kunin nyo na siya Lord nung unang prayer mo bait bait mo ngayon inaaway mo na kasi they wronged you not even that we move on to the next verse verse 9 since therefore we have we have now been justified we have been justified by His blood. Much more shall we be saved by Him from the wrath of God. Verse 10. For if we were enemies, not only that we were weak, not only that we were sinners, we were His enemies. We know how to handle enemies, right? Lord. But... The Bible says we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. He gave the best gift ever, not to his best friends, but to his enemies, you and I. And he sent his son 
to reconcile us to God. Much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. By the death of his son. Say death of his son. Then we move on to the next verse. Verse 11. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Amazing. Just because we've been justified, the Lord, in spite when we were still weak, when we were still sinners, when we were his enemies, he reconciled us back to himself and, and called us his own. Amazing, amazing justification. The position of where we are in God. We have been reconciled. We now have a relationship with God. He's not so far away anymore. He can get near us. Hallelujah. God is near. He's not far away anymore. He can, you can launch on to Him in times of trouble because He's near. The Bible says the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. If you're having broken heart, I mean, you're broken hearted, just, just realize He's close. He's just near you. You may feel like you're all alone, but you're not. He's just near you. He's close to the broken hearted. Reconciliation. This is just a very simple message. We jump on to the next blessings of justification. The first one is riches. Second is reconciliation. The third is reigning. Reigning. What do we mean by that? We, we move on to the next verse here. The passage of his scripture. We're just going through the entire chapter 5 of Romans. And it says, therefore, just as sin came into the world, how did sin come to the world? Through what? One man. Who is that one man? Adam. Okay? Through one man and death through sin. And so death spread to all men, including Filipinos. Because all sinned. I don't know about you, but here's a guy who committed a violation and disobedience against God in the garden. Now... Thousands of years later, I am suffering right now because of what he did. Isn't that unfair? It sounds unfair, right? Kasalanan mo, panindigan mo. Pati ako ngayon dito, nadadamay dahil sa pinaggagawa mo, Adam. Right? How many know that's unfair? Now, talking about fairness. Now, let it, let, let's put it this way. Do you know that Adam and you and us are made out of the same material? Yep, we're made out of the same material. Adam and us. Okay, I don't know if he's tall, dark, and darker, but... Alam ko yung iba dyan, tall, dark, and handsome. Ako, tall, dark, and darker. I don't know if he's tall, dark, and darker, but one thing is for sure. We are both made out of the same material. Not only that, to confirm that we truly made out of the same material. Every day, I face temptations. Proving that I am truly the son of Adam. So my question now is, who's your daddy? If you want to know who's your daddy, you are made. I'm my daughter. Every time they see my daughter, 
they say that she looked like her dad. Now, I don't know if she's already convinced. I'm already, I'm, I'm always convincing her, but I think she is convinced. But, you know, you know I, I hope she, she's not saying, I wish I, I could have looked like my mother, but the point is this. We all look like our dad because of that one man. Let's not talk about fairness. Let's talk about mercy. Because if left to yourself, if you were the first Adam, or you're a girl, Eve, you could have done the same thing. So don't give me that fairness thing. Because we don't demand fairness. We demand mercy. We demand mercy. Because we're made out of the same material with Adam. I don't know where he is right now. When I get to heaven, I'm going to look for him. <laughs> Adam, are you here? Because I knew the Lord was looking for Adam. Adam, at the, at the cool of the day, you know, the Lord was looking for Adam. I don't know if Adam is in heaven. I hope he is. But, you know, I'm just going to have a good time with Adam when we get to heaven. Adam, how is it being the first man who brought the entire human race to damnation? I'm sure Adam would say, don't remind me. Justified. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Past has been forgiven. Hallelujah. We, I, I'm sure we would worship together with Adam. But the point is this. Let's not talk about fairness now. Let's talk about the mercy of God. And it says in verse, verse 13. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Verse 14. And it says, you, Yet death reigned, say reigned. reigned. Death reigned from Adam to Moses. Even over those whose Sinning was not like the transgression of Adam who was a type of the one who was to come. Verse 15. And it says, but the free gift is not like the trespass. Say free gift. Free. I don't know why, why Apostle Paul wrote free gift. It is uh, <laughs> it's oxymoronic. If it is a gift, it's for free, right? <laughs> so I think, I don't know if Paul was writing for Filipinos or for Romans. <laughs> Have you noticed when you invite a Filipino, you should mention the word free before they come and join you? Just wondering why he said this. Maybe this is ESV. I don't know. I have yet to look at the King James. But free gift. That's oxymoronic. It is gift. It is supposed to be free. But anyway, he added the word free. So free gift is not like trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, Adam... Much more have the grace of God in the free gift by the grace of that one man, Christ Jesus, abounded for many. If you think death reigned because of that one man, I want you to know that the free gift of God is abounding to the lives of many. Yes. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give a lot of praise for that. <laughs> verse 16. We look at verse 10. The free gift. Here it is again. It's not like the result of one man's sin for the judgment following one's trespass brought condemnation. Say condemnation. condemnation. This one man's sins 
caused death to reign, and therefore there's condemnation. But this one man's free gift, following many trespasses, brought justification. Amazing. Verse 17. We move on. For in, it is because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man. Much more will those who receive abundant, abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life. Say reign in life. Amen. Through the one man, Christ Jesus. That's why we're called of God to reign in life. Our status is of, of a king, not of a slave. We reign in life. You are destined to win. You are no longer a loser. You're destined to win. You're, not, you're no longer a loser. You are destined to reign in this life because of that one man. Verse 18. We're going to close a few more verses. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so that act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. Now we can have life. We are called to victory. Amen. We move on to the next verse. Verse 19. For us by the one man's disobedience and many were made sinners. So by the one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. Thank God that I was made righteous. I didn't make myself righteous. He made me righteous. He declared me righteous. He, he, he declared me and treated me righteous. And he justified me because of the blood of his own son. Verse 20. And it says, now the law came in to increase the trespass. But where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. When you see things around us and getting... Worse and worse, I want you to know that the grace of God is even abounding in your life that you can live holy and pure even in this dark world because His grace is going to abound in your life. It is possible. Come on now. It is possible to live holy in this time, in age, because the grace of God is going to abound in your life. You can say no by the grace of God because it is abounding and it's growing because of the obedience of one man named Jesus. Verse 21 in the last verse we're going to pray. So that as sin reign in death, grace also might reign through righteousness leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Can we just give a Lord a praise today? Give him praise. Hallelujah. Because of my right standing with God, I... I can surely live a holy life before men today because of that right standing with God. And that's our, our prayer today that as we continue to grow in the knowledge of God and in our standing before Him and the grace of God abounding in our lives, then we can live before men a holy life. And that is made possible through His Son, Jesus. We hope you were inspired by that message. Watch out for Victory Worship's first original live album entitled Radical Love to be released on iTunes and CD format starting September 12, 2014. Download the Victory Alabang app for more updates. Thank you and stay connected.